0: This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast.
1: Today is Wednesday, April 5th. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is Franchise Today. Well, here we are at the starting line of you too so how's twenty twenty three feeling so far most of what i hear is cautious optimism everyone's keeping an eye on inflation but franchising still seems robust mostly too I hear a lot about working smarter than harder. We'll keep bringing you the best of the best throughout the year from all points on the compass to help you make the most of it, wherever this year takes us, as we head into the quieter summer months and preparation for the back half of the year. Today we'll hear from an old friend, colleague, and boss of mine for that matter, as Tudor Doctor President Frank Milner joins us to talk about their meteoric growth as he will be celebrating his 16th anniversary with Tudor Doctor in August as they approach four hundred franchisees around the globe but first a big thank you to robin gagnon for taking center stage last week with her great story at we sell restaurants and as head of ifa's women's franchise committee as robin did last week you'll hear frank wax eloquently yet again today about this magical world of support and interdependency in franchising that exists no place else on the planet frank will talk today too about the power of peers and groups like those that we form at Zor forum A quick word first, though, from Forum, and then I'll return in two minutes or less with Frank Milner. You're listening to Franchise Today. I'm Stan Friedman, and we'll be back in a flash.
0: Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors.
1: Join a peer group, not just any peer group. Join the only one designed for emerging franchisors. Join Zorforum. Learn more at Zorforum.com. That's www.Zorforum.com. Tutor Doctor provides one-on-one in-home tutoring services to students from grade one all the way to the university level. And Tutor Doctor continues to enjoy meteoric growth, on their way to 400 franchisees operating more than 500 territories across the U.S., Canada, the U.K., Ireland, Australia, South Africa, Nigeria, and all across Latin America. Their vision is to become the undisputed giant of the supplemental education industry. One of the main reasons they've experienced such explosive growth is because of their success in attracting great franchisees to their system. Their franchisees bring tremendous knowledge and skills to the business as well as a passionate desire to make a difference in the lives of those students that they serve. Here to tell us all about it, their president and my friend, Frank Milner. Frank Milner, welcome to Franchise Today. Thanks, Dan. Happy to be here. Really glad to have you, Frank. There are so many roads we could travel down in the time we've got together, but if we did all of that, we wouldn't get to the real reason for having you here, so. but nonetheless, it is a pleasure. It's a pleasure having you as part of the original group from which Zor Forum has been formed, which has become an important part of my life these days. And it's also not every day I get to talk to somebody whose payroll I was once a part of. So lots of different touch points, and we're going to focus on as many of those as make sense in this impromptu conversation, Frank, but you've got to start by doing what my guests do each week. Tell us how franchising found you when that was and what it looked like?
2: Well, it was quite a long time ago. As I think about it, it's probably around 20 years ago that I actually just got a call out of the blue from a former employee of mine that told me he was working at this uh, great company and... uh, 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 He wanted to introduce me to them and them to me, and uh, he set up that uh, introduction, and uh, it turns out it indeed was uh, a franchise company, um, which didn't really mean much to me at the time. I didn't come from the franchising industry, uh, but rather from traditional corporate, but As I got involved with the company, which I landed up doing, uh, I very quickly fell in love with uh, franchising. And uh, yeah, so it was uh, a bit of an accidental entry into franchising, if you will. Um, uh, Certainly was not by design. Uh, But uh, as I look back, certainly happy that things worked out that way.
1: So tell us again what year that was and and what was the company?
2: That would have been probably the uh, late 1990s and it was a company called uh, WSI.
1: Another of our common touch points, my friend, right?
2: That's right. That's absolutely right.
1: So you joined WSI in the 90s to do what? What was your role? What was your initial role? Uh,
2: My role, I came in as a a sales director. Um, That was uh, my background. Uh, in, uh, in the corporate world, I'd been working with uh, some large kind of Fortune 500s uh, in similar type roles. They were looking to expand their capabilities in that area, and uh, it was just uh, a really good fit. And yeah, landed up joining up with them in that capacity which the job ultimately morphed into something different, where ultimately I became their vice president of channel development, which was really responsible for uh, looking for different and new ways to find uh, great franchisee candidates.
1: And so you were at WSI from then until when?
2: gosh, you're testing my memory, (laughs) Stan, but uh, it was three or four years that uh, I was uh, with WSI in that capacity. So I'm I'm not going to have to test your memory too
1: hard for you to be able to explain what came next and what you transitioned to from there.
2: Yeah, what landed up happening um, uh, after a period of time was uh, I actually was out in my community, just out with some friends at a a, a local restaurant, uh, and I bumped into an old, old friend of mine. And, you know, when you bump into an old friend, uh, you have that conversation, what are you up to, what are you up to? Uh, and uh it turns out that my old friend was in franchising as well trying to build his uh own brand uh, I mentioned to him uh the the coincidence that uh, I was in franchising and we landed up making plans to uh to meet again and it was at that subsequent meeting where he was telling me about the work that he was doing with this brand that he was trying to to build but Uh, He was actually struggling with it uh, a little bit and I had offered to to help him with that and he took me up on that offer and the company that he was trying to get launched in a significant way was called Tudor Doctor. Well, I did actually start to get involved and help him with it and as I started helping him with it, you know, I really fell in love with the the brand and uh, what we were doing and as I was helping him with it, just quickly came to recognize that there was just an enormous opportunity in that space. And uh, the relationship, if you will, for lack of a better word, landed up evolving from me wanting to help him with it to me wanting to get more involved with the company. And uh, we landed up actually ultimately acquiring the company from him. And that was that was uh, around 2007 or so that that uh, uh, landed up happening.
1: I think as I saw it on LinkedIn, Frank, you're coming up on your 16th anniversary this August. So that sounds about right.
2: That, yeah, that that is right. Uh, wow, that's, uh, that's a long time.
1: And it sure is. I mean, it's 10 years since I worked with you at Tutor Doctor. So yeah. that's a long time. And you add Absolutely. to that, it's become your life's work. And so that company then, when he was struggling and you were just coming in to try to help him launch, had it begun franchising
2: yet? Yeah, it had uh, It had begun franchising. He had three or four at the time. And yeah, was really kind of early stages, just getting things off the ground.
1: And today we're at what, 300 plus around the world?
2: Yeah, I think we're at uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of yeah, somewhere between 300 and 400 franchisees, and I believe we're in 16 different countries around the world.
1: All right, so let's go back and cover some of the real estate between those two milestones. Barely starting up with a handful of franchisees and today a global entity with over 300 units. And you at that time that you began working with him probably had a little less experience in franchising than it would take to fill up a thimble. So you had to be on the really fast track to learn, Frank. Where were you getting that education? How were you getting that education? What were you drawing from in those early WSI days to prepare you for the role you were going to embark? upon with tutor doctor
2: yeah great question uh well i'd spent a few years as i said with wsi in the industry so was certainly learning a lot then but as i got involved with tutor doctor i mentioned that we acquired the business from the original founder i brought some really smart experienced folks uh along with me on that particular deal and uh Just, you know, learnt a ton from their experience and what they had been doing uh, in the industry for many, many years prior to my joining the industry. So, yeah, you know, it wasn't just money that I went to them for, but also that experience that you're talking to, Stan. And that was uh, super valuable in, in helping me learn what I needed to learn in a disproportionate amount of time.
1: If you were dropping a nugget for somebody who is just in that space right now, just literally starting, what kind of advice would you share with somebody if you were just sharing an elevator ride and they were telling you, oh, we're just getting started with this? What is the one thing or maybe two that you would share with an early stage franchisor that you think would be invaluable to them to learn?
2: A couple of things come to mind, I I guess my first piece of advice for someone in the early stages would be to find a good mentor or mentors. Uh, and connect with people because there is so much to learn and it can be super overwhelming. And uh, of course, uh, at that stage, typically uh, a founder uh, or an owner would be wearing many different hats in the business. So just connecting up with a mentor who can guide you through some of those different questions that you may have in different areas of the business, I think will be would be super valuable. And I also believe very strongly, and, and you mentioned peer groups, uh, Stan. I didn't do that right at the beginning, but uh, um, I did join a peer group with other executives that were uh, kind of in the same position that I was in with an early stages growth company, et cetera. And that group, we're still together today. We've been together many, many years, but. That was a source of just great knowledge, uh, great experience, and great support as I was kind of navigating the ups and downs of uh, building a a brand. So those are, if I had had to do it over again, those are two things that I would do as soon as possible. Uh, in my journey. Uh, Just, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, I know the tremendous impact that it's had on me and on my business and on my learning curve within the business and within the industry that I would certainly do those things again. The only difference is I would do it sooner than I did it the first time around.
1: Well, great sage advice, Frank, and I appreciate you sharing that. The audience hears a commercial every week on this podcast for what we are calling Zora Forum, and Zora Forum is a group of emerging franchisors sitting down at that peer group environment on a Zoom call once a month, learning from each other, guiding each other, and sharing with each other, and all of that is an outbirth. Of the original group that you were a part of as the inspiration for what others are benefiting from today so i salute you for the insight early on with dave and with alan and boris and all the guys that were part of that program that wasn't yet formalized but you're the legends if you will that enabled us to put together Zora Forum to the benefit of those that are partaking of that now. And that's part of the paying it forward that makes you the guy you are. Frank, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk more about the current day and the difference that you've made and the team around you has made in bringing your organization to the global playing field as a franchise that started with limited experience and has gone an awful long way to doing it right. We're talking today with Frank Milner, president of Tudor Doctor. And we'll be right back.
0: Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors.
1: Franchisors of restaurants, bars, and grills, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you. If you're looking to engage guests, elevate profits, and enhance your customer experience, Atmosphere TV is the answer. What's Atmosphere, you ask? Atmosphere is the world's number one streaming TV service for businesses, here to help you make more and save big on overpriced cable packages. Atmosphere provides you with a free programming option, bringing more than 60 ultra-engaging audio optional channels designed to please customers and increase their average ticket. So how does it work? Well it's easy. Upon sign-on, Atmosphere sends you a free device, loaded with over 60 channels of eye-grabbing entertainment. From news and sports to viral videos and fuzzy animals, every channel is family-friendly and designed to keep your customers happy and engaged. Plus, thanks to Atmosphere's 100% audio-optional format, the programming is perfect for any setting, no matter how loud or busy. Atmosphere isn't limited to restaurants or bars either. Any business with a TV screen can benefit from better entertainment. So, stop playing and paying overpriced cable. Go with free TV instead. Chiropractors, doctors, dentists, auto shops, anyone with TV in their waiting rooms can jump on this amazing offer. Just go to atmosphere.tv forward slash sign up. And use the code FRANCHISE, and Atmosphere will waive the usual one-time $99 activation fee for your free-to-stream device. Visit Atmosphere online at Atmosphere.tv, and remember, use the code FRANCHISE to waive your one-time activation fee. Visit Atmosphere.tv to elevate your franchise's entertainment experience today. All right, before we let the conversation pick up a little further, Frank, I'm sure there are some out there taking bets. Is he British? Is he Australian? How about telling the world where that accent came from?
2: Well, they'd both be wrong. I'm actually originally (laughs) from South Africa. My family immigrated uh, back in 1977, which is uh, a long, long time ago. So, yeah, my accent is not... Is definitely not as strong as it used to be. It's uh, been watered down quite a bit. Uh, and as a result, uh, sometimes people have challenges identifying it because it's not a really strong South African accent, per se.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, it's not. It's not a really strong Canadian accent, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no it's not well frank take us up to a more current date. help us understand the timeline that it took to get to the place where you knew this had sustainable in front of growth and that you knew you'd passed some hurdles that made it clear that this was not a, a fad and we're not going to get from 20 to 50 or 50 to 100 and stop we're going to keep going when did you know that when did you know that you had a cat by the tail
2: I feel like I knew that uh, relatively early on. The business uh, we're in is uh, around helping students. And, you know, I saw the impact of the actual work that we do with students have an amazing impact very early on in our our journey. And seeing that impact and seeing the difference that we were making in, in students' lives uh, and how... Uh, impactful that was on the students but also on their families was really evident but you know just great impetus, if you will, to know that we had something really special on our hands. Our mission is to change the trajectory of students' lives. And, you know, we see that happening in our business on a consistent basis. Uh, Students, they love our program. Parents see their kids improving in their results really quickly in the business. So building on that foundation of uh, impact and success, we knew we had something pretty special that really just, uh, as I said, made an impact out of the gate. And when you are offering a service like that, it's very easy to be passionate about what we do. It's a, it's a very rewarding. And that, in and of itself, is very uh, energizing in wanting to drive to impact, even more students and even more families. So it's that foundation that we've built the business on. But, uh, you know, it's certainly been a journey and that path. There's certainly been some ups and downs along the way and good times and challenging times, but uh, it's been super exciting. And what's really exciting for me personally is that where we are today, even though we've come a long, long way, there's still a long, long way for us to go. Uh, to get to where we ultimately want to be and uh, the reality is just because of circumstances and what We've been through, and when I say we, I'm talking about everybody kind of going through COVID and the impact of COVID. The reality is that students and families need us now more than ever, and we're very excited about the prospects of helping them close some of the learning gaps that have been created going through COVID and the impact that that has had on uh, students' education, etc. So, yeah, it's been a heck of a journey, but lots of and lots of work in front of us there
1: Frank talk some about the differentiators between you and other tutoring concepts and other learning center type concepts I know that you know we are all familiar with programs like mathnasium or programs like Kumon or concepts that have a curriculum of sorts of their own one differentiator I remember really really well was learning the the style of learning for students that they're either auditory or visual or kinesthetic and if you try to teach them one way then, then they learn a different way you at a losing proposition to begin with, which I thought was brilliant. But beyond just that, what else makes Tutor Doctor so different from the others in the space?
2: Yeah, and those other companies that you mentioned are, are great organizations and do a great job as as well. But uh, we do do things a little bit differently. I would say that the main differentiator yeah, is that we work with students on a one to one basis, as opposed to a one to many basis. So you don't have you know one tutor sitting down with three students working on, uh, you know, that that curriculum that you referenced, rather we work with students individually. We don't use our own curriculum. We actually use their curriculum, which tends to be by and large what they're struggling with. And the fact that we are able to work with them on their curriculum and their syllabus assignments, exam prep, et cetera, I think is one of the reasons that we see such significant results so early because this is the stuff that they're actually struggling with in their classrooms they come home from their day in school and they start working with us or our tutor when they pull out the work it's that curriculum that they've really had challenges about to have somebody go sit down next to you and go through and explain the curriculum uh, in that type of environment is incredibly powerful because very often some of the students that we're working with when they're in that classroom setting they're one uh, of 30 or 35 other students that are listening to that same lesson very often when Uh, you're in that kind of environment, you're not actually getting the individual attention that many students, quite frankly, they just need it, but they're obviously not able to get it in that environment. So being able to bring that work home and go through it with a tutor one-to-one where they're able to explain the concepts much more thoroughly and deeply and have the ability to ask and get questions answered it has a huge impact of their, on their understanding of the materials. And then uh, when they go back to their classroom and uh, because they now have a good grasp of what's being taught, they're in a much better situation to be able to absorb and understand the future lessons that Uh, are coming in that environment. But really having that opportunity to sit down one-on-one and go more deeply into the the materials uh, has a tremendous impact on their ability to grasp and understand what those concepts are and to get a really good foundation that the teacher is then able to build on in that more traditional classroom setting.
1: Boy, where were you when I was going to school? Did I ever need this?
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's funny you mentioned that because so did I, Stan, and I actually did have the benefit of a tutor when uh, I was uh, in school and I know firsthand the impact that it had on me and my confidence level when I went back to the classroom. Uh, A lot of where I am today is rooted in that understanding of what students go through and how lost they can feel. And a lot of these kids they're kind of suffering in silence. They're not really talking about these challenges. They're just kind of quietly going along thinking, you know, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. What's my future going to be like? And all of that is tremendous pressure on these students. But when we work with them, we start to help them Uh, understand that, no, they're they're not stupid. Uh, They are capable. And we see that confidence grow and build. And I think that's why parents respond so well to our program, because they see their own kids kind of go through this change. And uh, they see kind of the light come back into their kids' eyes, because that belief in themselves is coming back. And You know, any parent out there listening knows how important that is for our kids. Uh, You know, just uh, believing in uh, themselves uh, and their abilities, you know, sets them up for success in the future. So yeah, there's many students who can and do benefit from that experience. And just a little anecdote, kind of come full circle in that tutor that I used to work with All those years ago, actually, her daughter is now one of our franchisees in the Tudor doctor system. So it's just kind of neat how that went full circle.
1: No, that's great. That is terrific. And it seems nothing less than logical to me, Frank, that while we talk about some of those other centers and curricula, the last thing in the world, any kid that is struggling with the homework that he's got to do tonight, the last thing he wants to do is come home from school and go to another
2: classroom
1: (laughs) and be taught some other curriculum that has no benefit to him at all in the real perfect world that they live in as young kids. So it just makes a lot of sense to me that, that. the kids that you're working with are probably not going, oh, mom, I don't want to do this. Thank God we're doing this.
2: Yeah, that's certainly the case. Uh, you know, once we start working with that student and they recognize, hey, this, uh, this is really helping me and making a difference, they really get engaged and definitely want more because, uh, you know, to your earlier point, they're really not looking for more work, which they equate with more pain and more struggle and more worry, all those things. Those things quickly go by the wayside when they start working with us and start to to see how it actually helps them and lightens their load in in many ways so yes that's what happens very very naturally in our uh in our business
1: before we get to my questions about who makes the best franchisees and who it is that should be looking for an opportunity with you Let's spend a minute or two just talking about the last few years. When the world was shut down with COVID, there had to have been a huge, huge impact on your business. And talk a little about some of the things that you had to pivot from and pivot to to work through these last few
2: years. Yeah, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. COVID was tough. It was certainly tough on on us, uh, as I'm sure it was tough on many. But, you know, when your business is, is built and predicated, on specifically going into those homes and working directly with students and all of a sudden you're told that you you cannot go into homes and you have to remain in isolation. That changes a lot in our business and it certainly had an uh, immediate and significant impact on us. No two ways uh, about that. We did shift our focus from working in-home with students to working online and through platforms like Zoom or Google Places, etc., to deliver the tutoring to students. But that was also challenging in that their regular school had also shifted to online and teachers were having a lot of challenges. If you think back to the thick of the, the pandemic, keeping the attention of students and trying to manage that dynamic and keep uh, students engaged when there were so many distractions around them, that was certainly challenging. And I think it's one of the reasons why and dads out there, they wanted to get back to in-person and kind of away from the video learning. But we still do a lot of online learning. We do a ton of that. And so that's been a a really positive change and do quite a bit of hybrid uh, learning as well, which is a combination between online learning and uh, in-person learning. And that works well as, as well. So I was enormously impressed with our franchisee community. Community who made that pivot in those circumstances at the time. And yeah, I, I just, uh, as I said, enormously impressed with how quickly they embraced new ways of doing things. And, you know, change is never easy. Change is actually very hard and very uncomfortable. But change we did and adapted as did uh, students and families. And uh, yeah, that's made us much stronger coming out the other end of the pandemic years.
1: And An old phrase that was shared with me by a former employer years ago is one I still live by, which is, change is certain, growth is optional. And it sounds to me like you guys did what you needed to do when you needed to do it, and you're on the other side of that keyhole now. Let's talk some about the franchise, Frank. How do you offer franchises, and who do you offer them to?
2: We offer franchises in a variety of ways, uh, but uh, uh, certainly uh, traditionally through uh, people contacting us, expressing interest, and us going through a mutual evaluation process with them to determine if they are indeed a good fit for our business and if our business is indeed a good fit for them and their lifestyle. So, you know, we've been at it a number of years and we've got a pretty robust process that helps us to do that very effectively. In terms of the second part of your question, question like, who makes a great franchisee? That's a a challenging one to answer because we attract people from all different walks of life. We certainly attract people from education and have an education background. We also attract people who come from the corporate world and are just looking to do something different. And very often, for one reason or another, they are very passionate about education and helping students. And our process, as I said a a minute ago, is designed to help us really determine that we are a great fit for one another. And, you know, we do some things within that process that helps us with those determinations. Certainly have uh, candidates talk to existing franchisee about their experience and what they're doing in the business, the various activities and hats that they wear in the business so that they understand what are the things that need to be done, those franchisees also get some good insights from the candidates themselves and provide us with good feedback on whether they feel candidates would be a good fit for the business. We do also some things like psychometric profiling to help us understand the various strengths that a potential franchisee might bring to the table and also where the gaps might be so that we can have some open dialogue with candidates around what their natural state is and what some of those areas that might not be their natural state and how they might need to adjust to be able to do those things really effectively in our business. So just using tools to help us with those sorts of things really helps us to attract folks to our business who we feel can be really impactful in terms of helping students and changing their lives.
1: Uh, Brokers, yes, no, and franchise sales organizations. The Yes, no.
2: So brokers, yes. We work with a a number of different broker groups. We have done so for years. Franchise sales organisations, no. We have our own in-house franchise development team. And actually to that point, we actually have franchisees who have grown businesses successfully with us or a business successfully with us who are now working with us in franchise development. They have a really good understanding of what it takes to be successful. They can speak firsthand about their experience and what it takes, etc. And also to understand what candidates bring to the table as well. So that's just been a model that's worked really well for us that we will stick with into the future.
1: Ironically enough, Frank, I had a conversation for the first time in ten years last week with a guy named Dennis Campbell.
2: Mm. <laughs> yes, I remember him well.
1: As do I, Frank. What haven't I asked you today that you? my wish that I did.
2: Uh, Well, you've asked a lot, so I don't feel like anything is necessarily missing. Again, with this recording being directed towards emerging franchisors, uh, I think those questions that you asked at the beginning just around what advice you would give to a new franchisor are really good questions. And the one thing that I would add to what I said previously would be just to take advantage of this great community known as franchise. It's an amazing community filled with folks who are, I would say, ready, willing, and able to help you in your journey. When I think back to the early days of my journey, there are so many people that helped me along the way that were willing to share their experience and knowledge. You being one of those folks, Stan, I think back to those days, and I was like a sponge just soaking everything up and uh, uh, putting things into practice. And I just know how valuable that was to me. And I would encourage the folks listening to this to do the same thing. Just go out, connect with all these great folks involved in franchising, because you'll find that the majority of them are very willing to help and share their experience because somebody helped them along the way and paying it forward just feels really good.
1: Another great commercial for Zor Forum, Frank. Can't thank you enough for all that you've done and continue to do to promote and protect the brand of franchising. And congratulations on your milestones and your upcoming sixteenth anniversary at somewhere between three and four hundred units. We've been listening today to Frank Miller, president of Tudor Doctor. And Frank, on behalf of all of us, I thank you for being here.
2: Appreciate it, Stan. Take care.
1: Well, there it is. Yet another fantastic conversation heading to the archives. Until next week, when I return on Wednesday at noon Eastern, to do it all again, I'm Stan Friedman, wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising, and Franchise Today is out.
0: Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today, or as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes.